Hey everyone, Paul Escondo from Cancel Proof Podcast. We just got off the phone with Jake Chansley from Federal Prison. This is the guy known as Q Shaman. We're doing a film about him. Q sent me a movie, and this was his first unfiltered interview that he's ever given from prison, from solitary confinement. He did give an interview to 60 Minutes Plus in March, and that did not go well for him. And he was totally shut out from the media after that point from the judge. And his lawyer, I think, realized it was a bad idea. So this is the first time since he broke on the scene. He's serving a 41-month prison sentence right now, but he's going to be appealing it. He's totally unfiltered. He answers a lot of questions, a lot of rumors, a lot of misinformation about him. He takes it head on. You're going to be amazed at what he has to say. Uh, Our friend Bert at Liberty Report is a partner of ours, and he was able to secure the interview. So you'll see him introduce Jake in a second. Check it out. Jake, welcome, brother. Thanks for the call. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to set the record straight on a number of topics. You know, there's so much that people don't know about me, and it's created so much confusion. So I'm just so glad to have the opportunity to reveal the truth of who I really am and what I believe. So to start, um, I want to say that I don't feel duped by Donald Trump. I never, ever said that. And I also never volunteered to speak at his second impeachment tra- uh, trial. Um, I don't agree with everything Donald Trump has said or done, but I still consider myself a Trump supporter because I believe in putting America first. So the truth is I've been abhorrently misrepresented by my previous counsel. I've been grossly mischaracterized by the prosecution and the DOJ, and I've been inaccurately controversialized by the Mockingbird media. Moreover, I've never rode the short bus. I'm not retarded, delusional, schizophrenic, bipolar, or mentally ill in any way. I'm not a CIA plant or a deep state actor or an infiltrator, and I never called myself the QAnon shaman. That was a title given to me by Alex Jones days after, um, you know, my image went public. So what I am is I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an ordained minister, a public speaker, an activist, a shamanic practitioner, and the son of God. And the United States of America is my country, not mine to possess, but mine to protect. And when I took the oath to, uh, you know, protect the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic, that didn't just apply to the Constitution as far as I'm concerned. That applied to the American people and to the environment. And I take responsibility for all of it, protecting all of it. So a brief synopsis of my life and how I came to walk the shamanic path and get into politics um, is as follows. Um, Since childhood, I've always wanted to understand the truth about God, the meaning of life, and the secrets of the universe. All my life, I've idolized Jesus and Buddha and Gandhi, and eventually I sought enlightenment on the shamanic path. For those who don't know... uh, Shamanism is like an ancient priest or monk, a psychologist, sociologist, pharmacologist, historian, artist, storyteller, tattoo artist, healer, and psychic, all wrapped into one person. Mm-hmm. I've been walking the shamanic path since 2012, and a good example of like a modern shaman would be Wim Hof. They call him the Iceman. He's set a number of world records. Um, He's taken like an ice bath for like several hours, and his core body temperature didn't change. He hiked Mount Kilimanjaro and Everest in shorts. Um, He even had E. coli injected into his veins, and he 
used his immune system consciously to attack the E. coli and, and not get sick. And he was able to do all this through an ancient shamanic breathing technique that he had mastered where it allowed him to control his body temperature and control his immune system consciously. And it was because of that breathing technique and learning it that I was able to walk around in Washington, D.C. on you know Jan- in January without my shirt on. Right. So as I walked the shamanic path, I did all I could to get close to God. And I did so by praying a lot, meditating a lot. I read holy books. I studied all the world's religions. I did yoga and mantra. I had out-of-body experiences with my tattoos that I had, you know, I had done. and um, I went into deep trance states. Ultimately, I, I, to understand and get close to God, I went inward in every way that I possibly could. And eventually I came to understand that inner and outer space are exactly the same. Mm. And ultimately what I discovered was that to become one with God's omnipresence, I had to dissolve the illusion of separation, this egoic notion that there was, you know, a me and then the rest of the world. And I had to acknowledge the fact that there was a oneness that was in and around all things. Wow. Oh, and, you know, scientists said this before, you know, that you know, everything is energy and everything breaks down to energy. So if that's the case, then my body, my electromagnetic field, my very soul is all made up of energy, which means that I'm one with everything. And that means so are you, right. you know. So as I sought to understand the meaning of life, I um, I did my best to open my heart and my mind and see everything from God's perspective. And uh, I tried to understand the afterlife as much as I could by investigating near-death experiences. I looked into creation myths from all over the world. I studied the teachings of mystics and holy men. I went on vision quests into nature, and I sought enlightenment in pretty much every way that I could. And eventually, I understood the meaning of life in a way that transcended words. And years later, I was finally able to put that understanding into words. And I came to realize that essentially the meaning of life is to experience the oneness of God's omnipresence, to dissolve the illusion of separation, and to enter into the interconnected sea of oneness that unifies all life. And this experience of experiencing the oneness of all things is actually a miracle that we can all experience on a day-to-day basis. And it's most easily experienced when we are, you know, in devoted, selfless service to others. And so this is a miracle that can happen to you. You can, like, be a part of the miracle by, you know, giving food to a homeless person along with a blanket on a cold night or working with abused children or something, or even just doing something like cleaning up in in, a, in your community or in like a, a forest or something like that. So not only can you experience the miracle, not only can the miracle happen to you, but the miracle can happen because of you. And as I, I noticed that as I went around doing all I could to help people and, you know, act in selfless service, and as I did everything I could to get close to God, etc., my love for everybody deepened and my love for everything deepened as my consciousness also like grew and expanded to the very limits of the universe. And so to comprehend the many secrets of the universe, I looked into things like sociology and psychology. I investigated quantum physics and celestial mechanics. I looked into ancient history and ancient civilizations and I experienced altered states of consciousness and I worked as hard as I could and to be 
one with nature, you know, not just here on Earth, but with, you know, one with the sun, be one with the galaxy, etc. And so on the shamanic path, I consistently found that when I did everything to get you know, close to God, when I did everything I could to get close to God, when I was of service to others, when I sought the meaning of life on a daily basis, the secrets of life were freely given unto me, you know, and I was able to see God in everything, in all things, in all people, in all life. And I think that this is what Jesus meant when he said, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given freely unto you. So as my love for all beings grew, so did my empathy for the suffering world. And that meant human and environment alike, because I saw myself in everything and in everyone. I was that homeless person sitting on the corner, hungry and cold. I was that abused child in the system that thought that nobody cared. I was that species that was going extinct. I was that rainforest that was being cut down, you know, and I really wanted to end the world's suffering. Yeah, when you're when you feel one with everything, you know, and everything is suffering, you're like, my God, this has to stop. So, in order to you know solve the world's problems and end the world's suffering, I realized that I had to first identify the roots of the problem, you know, that was causing all the suffering first. And what I came to find was that the root of the problems of the suffering is actually quite simple. The root of the problems uh, are a small group of international bankers who own governments all over the globe, not just in the USA, but all over the world. Through They own governments through debt-based central banking systems. And when you own a country's currency, then you essentially own and control their entire economy, which means that through things like international corporations or through things like banking Uh, institutions. They're able to control and own all of the resources. They're able to control and own the media in all these different countries where they have their central banks. So now I'd like to give you a quote from JFK. Um, Quote, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covert means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasions, on subversions instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conspired vast human and material resources to create a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, scientific, economic, intelligence, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No rumor is printed. No expenditure is questioned. No secret is revealed. End quote. So this is essentially the the deep state. This is this is the the this highly efficient machine is the deep state. It's it's this corrupt global empire that has been created by the international bankers. So this small group of international bankers is reaping huge profits from global warfare, disease, and famine, and they're they're essentially reaping huge profits by offering temporary solutions to our suffering world's very real and long-term problems. And unfortunately, the masses are kept ignorant of this truth through the media's monopoly on information, and the masses are kept subservient 
to these international bankers through the government's monopoly on the initiation of force. So I came to realize that an independent and well-informed, well-educated, enlightened population and people is not profitable or easily controlled in any way. And that's why this group of individuals is doing all they can to keep people dumb, dependent, and desperate. And as I understood the root of this problem, I then began to search for solutions. I'm like, okay, well, now I understand what the problem is. So what's the solution? And I, I did a bunch of research. I looked all throughout history to find out, you know, hey, where, where tyranny has reigned, what ended up, you know, stopping it. And I found an ancient and powerful tool, okay. and that is the tool of nonviolent non-cooperation mm-hmm. or ahimsa. And that's a part of yoga. It means do no harm. And I noticed that anywhere and everywhere, this tool was used. Real long-term social change and true justice occurred. And, you know, if you want to see examples of this throughout history, just look at, you know, Jesus Christ or Mahatma Gandhi. Or recent examples would be Martin Luther King Jr. and racism in, uh, you know, the South. Or, you know, even even still with the, the fall of the USSR. The USSR fell because everybody all over the uh, Soviet Russia, they all pretty much gave the finger to the communists and said, no, we're not working for you anymore. We're not working with you anymore. And the USSR fell. So wherever nonviolent non-cooperation is used, there's a very real long-lasting change. And this makes sense. It's because, you know, like what Gandhi said, victory attained by violence is tantamount to defeat because the victory is only temporary. But nonviolent non-cooperation victories last a lot longer because they are real victories. They allow humanity to evolve spiritually. They allow them to evolve as a species. Only now, now that I found the solution to the problem, I still had a, I still had a problem. I, I, unfortunately, I, I had my solution, but my issue was how is it that I, you know, am able to create so much? How, how can I create a bunch of change? You know, how can I help the world to change when I have so little money, so little influence, and so much heart? So I, I prayed on it and prayed on it and prayed on it, and the answer I got from God was, "Hey, children are our future." So that's when I started working with troubled teens in group homes. That's when I started working with abused kids, doing art in an organization called Free Arts in Arizona. And I realized that if I could work with these kids, if I could maybe help them to believe in themselves, or if I could show them that somebody out in the world cares about them at their most vulnerable points when they thought nobody cared or they thought the world was against them, then maybe I could really have some sort of like butterfly effect on the world and create some sort of long-lasting change by working with the next generation. Maybe I wouldn't be able to see the change right away, but maybe by working with these kids, I could have some sort of long-term effect later on in their lives where, you know, at the most vulnerable point in their life, there was somebody there that was a good role model or, you know, showed them that, you know, people care. So while I was doing this, I was, at the same time, I was also writing books and making informative videos. And I you know, was doing my best to relay these God-given secrets and all this research data that I had accumulated in, in a condensed and an easy-to-understand format. And to relay the spiritual truth that I had been given by God, I wrote a book called Will and Power Inside the Living Library by a Lone Wolf. That's L-O-A-N-W-O-L-F. And you can get that on Amazon. And to relay the socioeconomic and geopolitical truths I'd come to discover, 
I wrote a book called One Mind at a Time, A Deep State of Illusion, and I used the name Jacob Angeli for that one. Once again, you can get that on Amazon. And uh, to, you know, do when I did videos, you know, to, to spread the truth with videos, you know, I, I developed a, a YouTube account and a Rumble account and a BitChute account. Unfortunately, they took my YouTube down, but my Rumble and my uh, and my BitChute are still up. You can find me on Rumble, Yellowstone Wolf, AZ, all one word. And you can find me on BitChute, just Yellowstone Wolf, two words. Um, and I did, you know, videos on... Uh, spiritual warfare on sacred geometry and chakras and you know how to create reality through prayer and stuff like that and i also did um videos like you know for the socioeconomic and geopolitical in the geopolitical realm i did videos on disruptive patents like say the tesla coil for people that don't know what the tesla coil is the tesla coil is a invention that was invented by tesla nikola tesla over a hundred years ago where he was basically working to give the entire world infinite free clean wireless energy by using the electromagnetic field of the earth to send a electromagnetic signal and send a wireless electrical signal to everybody within a certain mile radius of the Tesla coil. And this is actually not science fiction. Tesla coil, uh, the Tesla coil and Tesla gave a whole city in Colorado uh, infinite clean wireless electricity for quite some time while Nikola Tesla was doing his experiments in Colorado. And so this is very real. This is a very real technology that we can use. It is not science fiction. And it has been, you know, suppressed by none other than guess who? International bankers at his time, the people that owned the media, people like JP Morgan, people like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. These people suppressed Nikola Tesla's work because they knew that it would basically overthrow them and their corrupt monopolies on all the energy industry and the uh, hold that they had on the people of the United States. So I did videos like New Heaven on Earth, and you know I also did videos on the Space Force to relay some of these um, disruptive patents, and many of which actually just got released and declassified during the Trump administration, in particular like zero-point energy engines, which basically extract energy from the vacuum of space, and uh, the anti-gravity slash inertia propulsion technology that was released as well. Um, also, I did videos on Dr. Reif and his machine, where he was inspired by Nikola Tesla to create a machine that basically was a cure for cancer and all sorts of viruses and parasites and stuff, all through the use of frequency by hitting these diseases, by hitting things like cancerous tumors and stuff with a frequency that would kill the cancer but not harm the physical body, he was able to cure cancer. Um, I also, you know, talked a little bit about Dr. Sebi, that's S-E-B-I. He, he actually, his story is pretty tragic. He came up with a cure for cancer and AIDS and, you know, all sorts of diseases, diabetes, all through a high alkaline diet. And because he posed such a threat to the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry, um, they went after him full force. And unfortunately, the man died in prison, innocent of whatever crimes he was, uh, you know, accused of. So ultimately, the, the thing is that all, what all of these patents, what all of these things have in common is that they have a uh, 
they have an understanding of reality or an understanding of the spiritual nature of reality. To quote Nikola Tesla, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And each and every one of these patents, whether it be the Tesla coils, zero-point energy engines, Dr. Rife's machine, you know, the uh, anti-gravity, uh, inertia propulsion vehicles that the Navy recently uh, uh, declassified, all of them have a very clear understanding of energy, frequency, and vibration. Hmm. So, uh, I, 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 once again, I, I, can't, I ran into another problem because I'm putting out all these videos, I'm writing all these books, I'm doing all this work, and it's like, but I'm not really seeing the kind of large-scale changes I was hoping to see. So I prayed on it and prayed on it, and once again, I, the message I got was something like, you know, hey, if you don't seek profit from any of this, then God will carry this message to the world. And so I just kept going down this path, working with kids and doing the videos and writing the books, etc. And along the path, I experienced miracle after miracle after miracle. And I think this is what you know was meant by the, in the good book by walk by faith and not by sight. So I didn't really get into politics until 2020, and that's because politics got into my life. You know, this whole, you know, you have to wear your mask, you have to stay at home, you're not essential, you know, uh, eventually, you know, they're, they're talking about vaccinating everybody, and I'm like, whoa, okay, well, I saw what was happening all over the world. I saw that this COVID-1984 Orwellian nightmare that was being created, not just in the United States, but all over the world, was essentially in line with the fascist and communist takeovers of nations, that, yeah. that what was hap- what's, what's happened in nations all over the world and fascist or communist takeovers was happening literally all over the world at once, and that this was essentially the new world order, and it was being you know rolled out inch by inch, that it, you know, at first it was two weeks to stop the spread, then it was, you know, well, we have to shut down the economy, then it was, well, you know, you have to wear a mask everywhere you go and then and now it's you know you have to you know get forced vaccinations and you know you, you have to be quarantined and all this other stuff so this is the new world order basically stealing our freedoms and giving us the illusion of security to replace our freedoms and it's like what you know Benjamin Franklin said all those who trade their freedom for security will get and deserve neither and this is our republic if we can keep it right. so I came to believe that if we can keep freedom alive here in the United States of America, then we may very well be able to inspire the whole world to keep freedom alive everywhere else. And I don't know about you, but I refuse to repeat history. I refuse Mm -hmm. to sit back and watch history repeat itself over and over again, especially when I see the pattern of these fascists and these communists and what they've done in countries all over the world is now taking place all over the world as a whole. I'm tired of these people using emergencies to take away our liberties, like what happened with 9-11 and the Patriot Act or, you know, what's happening now with COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I had to ask myself, hey, you know, like in the Native American tradition, they would ask themselves whenever they were at a crossroads, they would say, you know what, how is it that this decision we make now is going to affect seven generations from now? And if they believed that it would be detrimental to seven generations away, then they wouldn't make their decision. They wouldn't do that. You know, they would figure something else out. So we have to ask ourselves, where are we going to be seven generations from now if we don't stand up and do something, if we don't use nonviolent, non-cooperation to say no to evil, to say no to tyranny? 
you know, like I said, we're a long way from two weeks just to stop the spread. And if we don't stand up now, where are we going to be seven generations from from now? Where, What kind of world are our children going to live in seven generations from now if we don't stand up here and now while these fascists, these Nazis, these, these communists, these, these globalists try to take over the world through their, you know, central banking systems, through this infiltration instead of invasion into our nations, through the, under the guise of, of a quote-unquote global pandemic, what I call the plandemic. That's right. And I'm of the belief that just because we don't see eye to eye on every issue doesn't mean that we can't walk arm in arm toward a better future. And I think that the better future that we can walk toward is a future where these disruptive patents like the Tesla coil, like Dr. Rife's machine and cures for cancer, things like zero point energy engines, replacing combustion engines or, um, you know, inertia propulsion, anti-gravity technology. I think these things are things that everybody can agree on. I think everybody can agree that we need to move forward and take the next step of evolution, not just as individuals, but as a species. So this is our chance, man. This is our chance to not only not repeat history, but to create a better future for ourselves. Imagine the kind of future we will create if we all stand up right here and right now. Now, if you, I'm not saying this is going to be easy. It's like what John F. Kennedy says. You know, we don't do these things because they are easy. We do them because they are hard. That's right. And this is our chance to ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Now, with all that said, I have a lot more I'd like to say, but I think that's good for now. I'm really appreciative that I have the opportunity to, you know, clear things up and, and explain myself and let people know who I really am and set the record straight. So with all that said, God bless you. Um, God bless all my supporters and all you lovers for freedom out there. And God bless America and God bless the world.